Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I'm your host for this evening. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I thank God for um, allowing me to be before you guys. In spite of what's happening in the world, God is still faithful. God is still good. And I'm just elated about what he's doing. And the enemy, he tries it on multiple occasions. He tries to attack our mind. But what we have to do is keep our minds stayed on Jesus, keep our minds focused on him and what God is doing in our lives and not what the enemy is um, doing. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Our topic is we're going to be concluding the unqualified series and we're going to be talking about what's next. And I know you, when you hear about what's next, you think about, oh, OK, there's something positive and yes, it's all good. But there is a such thing as what God was sharing with me as having the syndrome of always worrying about what's next, what's happening, what's happening and not focusing on what's happening right now. Um, but before we get into that, um, I do want to do a quick review and um, also go over some things that we went over before. Um, hi, Lavelle. How are you? Um, but before we do that, let's pray so we can allow the Holy Spirit to come in the midst. Holy Spirit, I just thank you, God, for your presence. I thank you, Father God, for who you are. I thank you, Father God, what you continue to God to be in my life and in the viewers' lives, Father. God, I give you full control, Father God, and I surrender, God, my will. I surrender, God, my gifts unto you, Father. However you choose to move, the Father, through this podcast, Holy Spirit, have your way. I thank you, God, that whatever your plan and your perfect will is, Father God, may it be done in the mighty name of Jesus. May the people that are watching and listening, Father God, may they receive all that you have to say, God, through me, God, as your humble vessel, God. I count it a privilege, God, and an honor, God, that you chose to use me for such a platform and such a time as this. So, Holy Spirit, have your way. Move how you want to move. God, I give you the glory. God, I give you the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you again for watching, for the viewers on Facebook Live, Instagram Live. And also, we have listeners on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify. And that will be available um, on those podcasts uh, tomorrow. Um, but for you guys, as I was mentioning um Last week, we had a special podcast. Um, as you know, for those of you who follow Imperfectly Perfect Live, uh, last month, God laid on my heart to uh, start honoring men and women of God who are persevering past their imperfections and are pursuing to fulfill their God-given purpose. And last for this month of August, we, um, I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated, we decided to honor Jeremiah Chase. Um, and if you missed last week's podcast, he was on here. He's a purity advocate. Um, he's an author. Um, he's a virgin. Um, and he's, he advocates for virginity and being pure, not just virginity, but being pure. And you can be pure, um, even, um, if you, um, lost your virginity or if you, um, didn't, uh, make sure that you were abstinent. Um, so please follow uh, I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page. That's last week's podcast is on there. And um, it's also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify. So if you want to just listen to it rather than watch it, you have the freedom to do so. Um, and then also 
since tonight we are concluding the unqualified series for those of you that have been following through we have been talking about throughout the series war against flesh and spirit we talked about fear of change we talked about obedience versus sacrifice we talked about insecurities we talked about being unteachable and tonight we're going to get into um what's next and the last time we were together talking about unqualified series hi felicia when we talk about the unqualified series, we were on the topic of um, insecurities. And what we were talking about was signs of being insecure. And for those of you that are just tuning into the series, unqualified means not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a tax. So if you feel like you're unqualified, you feel like you don't mount up to what God has um, created you to do. Um, and in the beginning of the series, we broke it down talking about in the natural, we feel like we're unqualified because of our status, because of our ed education, because of uh, what we grew up at, because of what we look like, because of our race. It's so many different things in the natural that um, can unqualify us. But as we have learned throughout the series, God has showed us that there's nothing that we can do that can unqualify us. There's nothing that we can actually do that that can unqualify us. Um, not our imperfections, not our wrongdoings, not our uh, speech impediments, not the fact that or how we look, about our size, not about our education, nothing that we can do that can unqualify us from fulfilling and fulfill, from fulfilling God's given purpose. Um, so last time we talked about insecurities, we talked about signs of being insecure. I'm not going to go all the way into it. Um, if you want to see that podcast, please go back on that page and, or you can go on the various podcast platforms. But some of the samples of insecurities is um, being jealous, um, having envy in your heart, um, always... Uh, Always having an attitude, always being on a defense, high on dub, always being on a defense. So there's different things that you can, that can be a sign of you being insecure. I also talked about examples of those who are insecure. I talked about um, Jonah. I talked about uh, King's, uh, King Saul. It was various people in the word of God that have insecurity issues. And there were people that actually pushed past it. Jonah pushed past his insecurity issues. Moses had an insecurity issue uh, with his speech impediment. There's so many different people. So you're not alone. If you struggle with insecurities, where I've struggled with insecurities. So you're not alone in it. And then we also talked about how to overcome insecurities, making sure that you pray, making sure that you get down to the root of why you're insecure, making sure that you um, have uh, accountability partners to make sure that you stay on the straight and narrow path and allow God to heal your heart, allow God to show you you. Sometimes we don't allow God to show us us. We ask God to show us everybody else to make reveal to us, you know, if somebody is if people are doing this wrong, but have we ever taken the time out to say, God, show me me. If there's anything that's wrong with me, if there's any things thing that I need to fix within myself, God, show me who I am. Show me if there's some things, if I'm, if I'm showing signs of being jealous to people, if I'm showing signs of being envious and wanting what other, everybody else have and, and finding myself comparing myself to other people, God, show me that so that I can fix it. Why? Because that's not God like. That's not even um, that's not even showing God like character. 
godlike character. So again, if you didn't see that that uh, particular podcast, that was uh, talking about insecurities under under the unqualified series. But tonight we're finishing our unqualified series, and we're talking about the subtopic of what's next. Hi, Kanisha. We're talking about the subtopic of what's next. Hi, David. So, what stuck out to me? And when I was praying about uh, tonight, and I was like, "Okay, God, what are you? Cause uh, what are you talking about? What's next?" Because um, the way God speaks to me when it comes to um, pretty much anything is that a lot of times when God speaks to me, He gives me a word or He gives me a phrase, and then when God gives it to me, hi Brittany on Instagram, when God gives it to me. Um, it's for me to go to God, to seek God, because the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. So when you know God's voice, that's a whole nother message. When you know God's voice, you know, when God's speaking to you, you, you have, you can decipher, you can discern whether or not it's God speaking to you or whether it's yourself or whether it's the enemy. My pastor Tracy, shout out to her. She talks about three sources. There's God, God, ourselves and the enemy. So when you commune with God and you have a daily prayer life, you're able to, to focus on God's voice. And just a sidebar, I was watching, um, a podcast, uh, no, a broadcast uh, recently, and the pastor did a wonderful illustration about recognizing God's voice. And he had a member in his in his church put on blindfolds. This is a mega church, and he had the member put on blindfolds. And what he did was, is he had her to follow his instructions by listening to his voice. So she was blindfolded. And she had to follow his instructions. She was in the middle of the aisle. A bunch of people were there. She was in the middle. This is a while back. I know we, you know, social distancing, but this was a while back. She was in the middle of the aisle. And he was calling her. He said, okay, take three steps forward. And he said, when she got to the middle of the aisle, then he said, okay, step over, step over. He didn't say what she was stepping over. He just said, step over. And then he began to, you know, give her more instructions, leading her to the front. And she, he ended up leading, ended up leading her all the way up to the pulpit. Up, like, you know, she had to go up the stairs on the pulpit. And then he had her to turn around. So now she's facing forward. Then the pastor, he said, okay. Now that was an example of actually hearing God's voice. Then... He had other people to start calling out instructions and demands to her. So one person said, hey, you know, come this way. You know, you can come down on steps. But then she recognized that that was not uh, the pastor's voice. And the pastor was representing God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The pastor was was, um, representing God. I didn't even know Holy Spirit was going to take me this way. But the pastor was um, representing God. And when another, when another man was speaking, she started to move, but then she realized, wait a minute, that's not God talking. That wasn't God talking. And then some, a a young lady began to speak and she was like, wait a minute. And then, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And then the pastor who was representing God began to speak at the same time that the other people were speaking. 
So now she had to, that God was like, you know, preparing her to be able to hear his voice. Even when there's distractions, even when you have circumstances coming your way, even when you're distracting yourself, even when um, things arise and he began, the pastor began to speak and other people were speaking at the same time. But she was able to understand and be able to discern which one was God's voice. She was able to discern which one was God's voice. So as other people were talking and they were representing the other sources, you know, demonic sources, and she was able to decipher and she even be beyond. And, and it was people that was representing, like, say, if, you know, you have in relationships that you're not supposed to be in you you got uh, people talking in your ear trying to get you to do things that compromise your morals and my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. You got people talking, uh, talking to you, trying to get you to do things that is not that is out of the will of God, and you hear God talking and say, "No, I didn't tell you to do that." But will you know God's voice enough to know that this is not God's direction? Especially when God gives you confirmation, especially when God tells you this is my plan and my perfect will for your life. Will you be able to decipher whether or not this is God's perfect will for your life? Or will you listen to the other sources? Or will you listen to other people when they lead you astray? Will you listen to God? Will you be able to know if it's God leading you? Whew. My God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He took control over that. So, knowing God's voice is important. Especially when it comes to having the feeling of being being qualified. Cause this is the unqualified series. And when God was sharing with me, what's next? And a lot of times we feel unqualified. Why? Because we're so focused on what's going to happen next that we haven't even learned from the now. We're so focused on what's going to happen next that we're not even um, taking the time to learn from what's happening now in the season that we're in now. Yes, it's okay to look forward to look forward to or planning for what's next. However, you won't feel qualified for the next level if you don't properly prepare in your now. If you fail to prepare in your now season, you will not be ready in your next season. Again, if you do not prepare in your now season, you will not be prepared in your next season. And that will give that will cause you to have the feelings of being unqualified. Even though God already said that we're that he qualified us. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that qualifies us. Why? Because now we have surrendered ourselves unto him. Now, God, we say, Lord, I give you control over my life. I will serve you, God, however you choose to use me. Whatever gifts you have given me, God, Lord, use me for your glory. That qualifies us. And God is saying that it's important that we prepare. It's important that we prepare. There are times, and, and I felt like God was... Uh, God definitely was dealing with me concerning this because for those of you that are watching or those of you that are listening that are visionaries, visionaries, huh? One of the, one of the negative things, I don't want to really call it a negative, but one of, okay, let's leave it there. One of the things that 
visionary struggle with let's just leave it at that is always focusing on what's happening next always looking ahead and that's a positive and a negative thing because it's positive because you're like okay god i see what's happening in the future and you're you'll allow allow god to prepare you so that you know what god is, is leading where god is leading you so you're going to take the necessary steps so that you can um, be able to be prepared and walk in it the way God has created you to be. However, there are other times where God will show us what's going to happen next. And our minds are so focused on what's going to happen next that we don't allow God to do what he needs to do in our lives in the now season. There's things in every season of your life. There's always lessons that you need to learn. There's always lessons that you need to learn that will prepare you for the next. Just like the season that already passed in our lives, there was things that we did in our past season that were prepared us for our now season. There were things that we did in our past season that prepared us for our now. There have been moments in my life where, where like, okay, for instance, things that, and I think I mentioned it about I am imperfectly perfect or how um, uh, before I even started this organization, um, I realized like actually took the time out and reflected and was like, wow, like at first when I started it, I was like, wow, I don't know nothing about, you know, doing a nonprofit. I don't know nothing about, you know, leading people and about teaching and all of that. But lo and behold, God was already preparing me. He was preparing me in little segments of being on the youth ministry, of serving in the church, of uh, teaching. Am I not taught in this type of platform, but I've taught in different areas. And he just wanted to see if I was going to be available to be used for his glory. So there are there were seasons in my life prior to this current season that God prepared me for my now. And then again, there are things in the in your now season that God is preparing you for for your next. But you can't be so focused on what's going to happen next. Yes, you desire to get married. Wonderful. So do I. <laughs> desire to get married. Wonderful. But don't be so focused on that to the point that. You, you're not allowing God to prune you. You're not allowing God to mold you, to shape you, to transform you into the wife or husband that you're called to be. If you are so focused on your next on even and especially if God already showed you that you're called to be married. Especially if God already showed you that and he may have even revealed that person to you. However... You have to wait on God's timing. You can't just be like, oh, um, well, let me just go make it happen for myself and just, you know, trying to create scenarios so you can be in front of the person. The person don't even know you. God hasn't even revealed that person to you, to, the, to them. Like you have to move in God's timing. Otherwise, you will mess things up. And that's not just for marriage, you know, preparing for marriage. That's preparing for anything in life, preparing for school, preparing for a job, preparing for promotion, preparing for um, whatever it is, you know, ministry, whatever it is that God is leading you to do. 
make sure that you follow his timing. And I know I was getting ahead of myself, but flow, Holy Spirit, flow. So, what God wanted me to cover tonight is how to get over the what's next syndrome. And as I have been explaining, the what next, the what's next syndrome is focusing on what's lying ahead and not making sure you are prepared. Focusing on what's lying ahead and not making sure that you are prepared. We can get so focused on that and then we move like 50 speeds ahead of God and God is like, yo, like you're not ready. Why are you moving so fast? You're not ready. And either you're not ready or maybe um, it's just not the right timing. It's not telling you no. It's telling you to wait. God is telling you to wait. And so we're going to talk about how to get over the what's next syndrome. Because especially in this day and age that we're living in now, a lot of us, I know I've covered that quite a few times, but it bears to be repeating because there's, and maybe the Holy Spirit is letting me know that there's still people that have yet to learn that, is that in this current season that we're in, God allowed this pandemic to happen to help us to pump our brakes so that we can refocus our minds. So that we can get back focused on God and what his instructions and what his plans were are. Because a lot of us, you know, we get into the hustle and bustle of life and we like, okay, I got this, I got that, and da 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 da. And we like, okay, then times is moving, and then we find ourselves and get into a place where we don't even have time for God. God's telling us to pray. We're like, all right, God, I'll do it later. God's telling us to write, uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna go to sleep, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. And then we find ourselves putting things off. We find ourselves procrastinating, putting things off, not listening to God. And the more we put things off, we are putting a stop to God's plans. And then we are the cause of the wait. There are moments in our lives where we are the cause of the delay. Because we're not following God's instructions. So let's get into how to get over the what's next syndrome. Number one, it is vital that we stay focused on God. It is so vital that we say, and vital is important. It is so important that we stay focused on God. We cannot allow ourselves to be distracted. We cannot allow ourselves to be focused on what everybody else is doing. To the point where we cannot hear God's voice or if we hear what God is telling us, we do the opposite because we think that we're missing out because we think that, oh, well, they get married. So let me go ahead and, you know, make things happen for myself or, oh, you know, they uh, get a promotion. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, take this job, even though that's not God's perfect will for my life. Because there's a such thing as permissive will versus um, God's perfect will. God would allow, because God gives us free will. God allows us to do whatever we want to do. Because we have a free will. He will allow us to do it. But if we are want to fulfill God's perfect will for our, life, for our lives, we have to follow his instructions. We have to follow him. So we have to stay focused on God. And not on everybody else, not on worldly matters, because our focus should be on heavenly matters. So let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 through 3. 
And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. And it says, set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth which have only temporal value for you die to this world and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. So God is saying that when we accepted him as Lord and savior, for those of us that saved and for those of you that are not saved, trust me, you want Jesus Christ in your life. And I'll definitely will offer salvation to you momentarily. So when you, when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, you are telling Jesus that I trust you with my life. You are telling Jesus that I tried everything on my own and I know that I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing without you. So Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my all. You're giving it unto him. So because of that, your mind needs to be focused on the things of God and not the things of this world. Because we are not of this world. We are live in the world, but we are not of this world. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I, I think it bears saying that a lot of us, especially us that are saved, forget that we're not of this world. We forget that we're not of this world. A lot of times we find ourselves getting so mixed in into uh, the trends, getting so mixed in on to the popularity contests and the comparisons and finding ourselves mixing the world in godly matters. A mixture is bad. You have to be careful when you are allowing yourselves to mix in the worldly, worldly matters and the worldly ways with God's ways. Yes, it's okay to have fun. Yes, it's okay to travel. Yes, it's okay to do certain things that, you know, are... Um, in the world, but don't allow yourselves to do you compromise your morals to compromise God's ways just for the likes of people, just for the hearts, just for you know the follows on Instagram and Twitter and all of that stuff. No, because what is going to happen is that you're going to find yourself huh, unrecognizable. To God and to, and to your brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm like, wow, something is different about them. Why? Because you allowed yourself to mix in. We are called to stand apart. We are called to be set apart, not to mix in with the crowd. No, we're supposed to look different. We're supposed to stand apart. We, when we walk in a room and I know me and my friends, we laugh about it all the time. We can go places and it's not even like, you know, ungodly places. It can just be a place and, and it's like, you know, say if you go to a restaurant or whatever, like, um, you can go in a place and if <laughs> literally, if people are doing things they're not supposed to be doing and you step in a room and if you are following Christ the way you're supposed to, I remember walking into this sports bar. And I don't drink for those. Let's put that disclaimer out there. I walk, remember walking to the sports bar. Me and my friends going to watch the Eagles game. And it was like walking in. And it was like everybody 
And I'm not even exaggerating. Everybody like turned their head like. And looked at us. In unison. And I was like, am I crazy? And I'm looking at my friends like. Am I crazy? Like, are they looking at us? And lo and behold, they all were. And as we're walking by, it was just like, okay, like, hello. And why is that? Because they recognize the Christ that lives in us. And they know in, 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 oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's the spirits that's living in them that recognize the Jesus. Listen, the demons know and they recognize Jesus. They recognize Jesus. And it was just like, it was just watching like, and I was like, wow, God, wow. So yeah, it's meant for us to be set apart. Why? Because we are the examples. We, body of Christ, we are the examples. So no, we're not supposed to be focusing on other people. Why? Because they're supposed to be looking at us. So their lives can be changed so that we can lead them to Christ. How are we going to lead them to Christ if we're acting like them? If we're dressing like them? If we're talking like them? If we're watching the same things that they're watching? If we're listening to the same music? If we're doing everything like them, they can be like, oh, what's the point of me becoming saved? What's the point of me accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If you're doing the exact same thing, if you cussing like I'm cussing. Listen, we just, we have to set ourselves apart. And especially during this time, God has given, has given us grace. God has given us moments of to get ourselves together giving us most listen i i can i can't even count on my hands how many t chances god has given me to get my life together and don't listen i'm nobody's perfect person nobody's perfect <laughs> yes Brittany. she says she rolling yes i'm not perfect we all fall short of god's glory we all do but just because we know we fall short of God's glory does not give us the excuse to do whatever we want to do. Why? Because God holds us to a higher standard. He holds us to a higher standard. And when we lose focus off of God, we lose focus off of God's standards. We lose focus off of God's plan. We lose focus off of God's will. Because we're focusing on fulfilling our desires. Fulfilling our agenda, fulfilling our plans, fulfilling the world's agenda. And God didn't create us to fulfill the world's agenda. God created us to, to fulfill his perfect will for our lives. So let's go back. So we're talking about how to get over the what's next syndrome. Always focusing on what's ahead and not allow ourselves to... Focus on what's happening now to prepare us for the next level. To prepare us for the next season. So number one, we said again, was stay focused on God. Number two, we have to trust God. We have to trust God. And again, when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're telling him that we trust him. If you don't trust God, then why give him your life? If you don't trust God, then why say, Lord, 
Here I am. Use me. If you don't trust them, we can't pick and choose what we're going to trust God for. And then everything else we're doubting him for. You can't trust and doubt God at the same time. You can't trust and doubt him at the same time. They're the complete opposites of it. They cancel each other out. So if you, if you, if you commit yourself to trusting God, then trust God wholeheartedly. Trust him wholeheartedly. Listen, if God created us, don't you think that he knows the plans for our lives? Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, save the Lord. A plans to prosper you, a plans to give you a prosper, prosper you and give you a future and a hope. God knows his perfect will for our lives. He created us. So what we're supposed to be doing is seeking him. What we're supposed to be doing is praying, drawing near to the cross, making sure that we stay near to God, trusting him. Trust them with our lives. Let's go to Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 in the Amplified Version. It's probably my favorite scripture, at least one of mine's anyway. In the Amplified Version, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. My God, I love this particular translation because, my God, what I love about it in verse 6, it says, And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. When we put our full trust on God and not try to lean onto our own understanding, not try to figure things out, not try to wonder why it's taking so long, not try to not try to um figure out God because listen, we're we'll never be able to figure out God. You can try or you want to to figure him out. But God has his ways of saying, listen, no. One way he might go and then the next season he might take it a different different direction. So when we trust in God, when we allow God to direct our path, when we allow God to lead us, he's going to remove all the obstacles that are our way. But when we try to make things happen for ourselves, when we, like the other point was, staying focused on God, when we get our focus off of God, when we start doubting God, that's when we don't have insight. That's when when we start focusing on trying to get past with the now. Because we don't want to endure. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A lot of times we don't want to endure the circumstances. We want we don't want to endure. We want everything to be roses and smelling good. We want everything to be, you know, birds chirping in the air. We want all of the, you know, having, you know, sunny days all the time. Life, that is not even reality. Life is not all, you know, roses all the time. There's going to be rainy days. There's going to be circumstances. There's going to be times where you are going to have to depend on God because you're going to be like, Lord, God, like, I don't know how much more I can take. I don't know how much more I can stand. And that's when you depend on God. That's when you trust him because he's like, no, hold on a little while longer. Hold on. Don't give up. 
Don't throw in the towel. Stand. Remain steadfast, immovable. That's why we have to depend on him because when we trust God, he will let us know that no, I don't want you and I don't need you to throw in the towel. Why? Because you're closer than you think. You're closer than you think. And I think I mentioned this earlier in, in the series is that there are times, ah, uh, yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. I use the example of Peter where when, uh, when he saw, when the disciples saw Jesus walking on water and, you know, Peter was only one to say, Lord, if this really you command me to come and walk on the water. And he said, Peter, come on, walk on water. And Peter had his focus on Jesus. He had his focus on Jesus. And he began, he stepped out of the boat. He began to walk on the water. And as long as Peter kept his eyes focused on Jesus, he was good. He was good. He was walking on water just like Jesus. But then the storm started getting heavier. And it probably was lightning and thunder. And he started focusing on what was on the storm and started focusing on what was happening around them. That he lost focus off of God. And then that caused him to doubt. That caused him to doubt what God was doing in his life. Peter was literally almost there to Jesus. All he had to do was keep his focus on Jesus just a little while longer. But he allowed himself to be focused on what's happening next. He's allowed himself to be focused on everything else. Instead of focusing on God. Instead of trusting God. Instead of trusting Jesus in that moment. And when he started focusing on everything else. That's when he fell. That's when he began to sink into the water. Then he had to lean up to Jesus. Help me. And then Jesus said to Peter, oh, you a little faith. Where's your faith? How one minute you have such a radical faith in, in Jesus. And then the next minute you're allowing the circumstances to cause you to lose your focus. You're allowing what everybody's saying, the naysayers and the doubters, to cause you to start, start doubting God. Keep your focus on God. Start, continue to trust him. The other scripture I wanted to go to was Psalms 37. Psalms 37, verse 3 through 5 in the Amplified Version. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, trust, rely on, and have confidence in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed securely on his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires and petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and also and he will do it. My God, God wants us to have confidence. God wants us to have confidence in him. Confidence in what he's doing. Confidence in what he said he's going to do. Why? Because God's promises are yes and amen. God is not a man that he can ever lie. So God said he's going to do it. He, if he's already confirmed it. Because when God says he's going to do it. He will confirm it. God will confirm it in one way or another. Through a man or woman of God. Who gives you a word. Through a song. Through a dance. Through a dream. Whatever it is that God communicates that to you, God will confirm his word. And once you get that confirmation, it's your 
our responsibility to make sure that we hold on to God's promises, to hold on to God's word and whatever God said is going to happen, it shall be done. Just because you don't know the exact timing does not mean, does not mean that God's will will not be done in your life. It doesn't mean it. It's just a matter of allowing God to take you through the process. It's just a matter of allowing God to take you through the necessary steps to make sure that when it's God's um, timing for it to take place, that you will be good and ready to walk into that season. And that's why God leads us the way he leads us because he does not want us to walk into the next season ill-prepared because why? We will mess it up. And then we will make God look bad. And God is like, no, you about, you're not ready. You're not about to be uh, making me look bad. God is like, no, you're not ready yet. But again, God gives us free will. So if we want to be persistent about focusing on the next, about not trusting him, then you say, all right, go on ahead. Do what you want to do. We do it, fall flat on our face, and he's all right. Now are you ready? Now are you ready to listen? Now are you ready to follow my instructions? Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, I, I, it's so many times I didn't listen to God. So many times. And that leads to the next point. How to get over the what's next syndrome? Follow God's instructions. Follow God's instructions. Just like growing up, your parents, our parents would tell us to do things. And, you know, we didn't understand why they was telling us to do chores. We didn't understand why. You know, listen, I don't know about you, but I come from the old school family instructions where huh, I can't go over just any old body house. If my mom and dad didn't know them. And really my mom, because my dad was like, all right, you know, as long as my mom know them, then I'm good. But if my mom, <laughs> if my mom didn't know them, I wasn't going over nobody's house. And that means like actually interviewing the parents, making sure the kid's good. Because listen, you don't know what's happening in other people's houses. You don't know what they got going on. So she was like, our parents during that time, for those that we raised that way, it's like, no. I need to meet them. I don't know what kind of. I don't know who they praying to. I don't know what they doing. I don't know what they feeding you. I don't know. I don't know what kind of habits they got. That you going to try to bring back into this house. So listen. They did that. Why? To protect us. Our parents. Did things in our lives. And they told us certain things. To give us following instructions. To protect us. No, we didn't always agree with their instructions. No, we didn't always understand it. Yes, Brittany, my mom sent me with <laughs> Oh, Brittany, she said, my mom sent me with anyone. Oh, my gosh. But they do, our parents did that to protect us. The same way our parents did that, God does it for us. God, our Heavenly Father. He does things to protect us. Why? Because God knows our future. He knows what tomorrow brings. He knows what's, what's going to happen. So he does it because they know. 
And just like that example that I mentioned to you earlier, how the pastor was leading um, one of his members. He put a blindfold over her and was leading her say, go left, go right, step over, go up, um, up three flights of stairs. God did that because he knows what's lying ahead, but we have to listen for God's instructions. If he's telling us no, then, then don't go. It's not for us to say, oh, why God? Because God has the freedom to say, not tell us anything. God doesn't owe us anything. Just like our parents say, listen, no. God, a lot of times our parents didn't give us no explanation. We were like, why can't I go? Because I said so. <laughs> they be like, why can't I go? Because I said so. And you had, and you, and don't ask them again, because you about to get popped. <laughs> like, you're about to get popped if you ask again. I already told you because I said so. In the same way, God does it the same way. If he tells us no, then it means no. We ask again, then we about to get popped. <laughs> like, he like, all right, all right, I told you now. I told you. You ain't listening. I know it's funny, but it's real. Like, it's real. And like a lot of times we always questioning God. And he's like, I'm doing this for your own good. And though, like it mentioned in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, don't try to understand things in your own way, in your own mindset. Trust that God knows what he's doing. Trust that God is not going to leave you or forsake you. Trust that God is not going to leave you, uh, lead you in a path that is not like his. Trust in his instructions. Whatever God is leading you to do, if he's telling you to prepare for that business in the season, then prepare. Don't say, don't be so focused on what's next that you are not writing the business plan. That you are already three spaces ahead trying to make plans and God is saying, no, I didn't tell you to do that yet. It's not the right timing. God told you to write a book and you are already there on the street. You ain't even finished editing yet. It's still a rough draft. And you went from rough draft to final draft. No, it's still some other drafts that you got to finish to make sure it's uh, the way God intended it to be. But you like, all right, I'm, I finished writing. Like, let, let me, how many, could you imagine the mess that can be in books if authors, if authors publish their rough draft? The grammatical errors that would take place, the the uh, run on sentences, the um just the the organization of the paragraphs being out of whack. If they truly publish their rough draft, and that's what a lot of us are in. We are in the rough. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. We are in the rough draft season, but we already trying to publish. We in a rough draft season, but we already trying to publish a book. We already trying to publish our story. We already trying to make be uh we already trying to get to the finish line and gotta say no. It's still some other drafts that you have to write. Cause I wanna I wanna tweak you, I wanna mold you. No, you might write some things down. Thank you, Jesus. You might write some things down and he like, oh, okay, you go back over. You go back over the draft and then you start reading it and God is like, all right, I want you to take this and I want you to put it in this chapter. All right, you see this word? I want you to take this and I want you to put it here. 
and you see this this title of this chapter I want you to change it I want you to change the name to this but if we allow ourselves to publish that rough draft we wouldn't allow ourselves to listen to God to make sure that things are in order the way it needs to be done Woo! thank you Holy Spirit follow God's instructions there's still some things that need to be done in your life. Yes, sis. She's talking about rough draft, but you looking for a venue for the book signing. Come on. How you looking for the venue? And you ain't even past the rough draft. You're not even past the rough draft. Come on. And I and, and this is bears dearly to my heart because I'm currently, and I can say that, I'm currently, you know, working on my book. And uh like I did I mentioned earlier, being a visionary, I'm like, all right, I got to have this, bang, 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 bang. And I'm already at the end, and I'm still on a rough draft. So if I was not using the wisdom that God has given me, me publishing a rough draft, and then it gets published and people reading it, like, this don't even make sense. Yeah, there might be certain parts that it's like, okay. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. It might be certain parts that people understand. Why? Because that's God permissive will. They even know. Thank you, Father. Even though you're not following God's plans. And God's still uh, anointing you in your giftings. There's still people that's going to be blessed. Why? Because God allows you to do it. But it's not going to be the way God um, had created it to be. Why? Because you didn't follow his instructions. You didn't follow him. And God is saying, you want to follow him and, and work in your own will? Or you want to follow him in the way God leading you to do it? So again, stop trying to publish things and you just in a rough draft. Allow God to take you through that process. Follow God's instructions. Let's go to Psalms 32 verse 8 in the Amplified Version. Psalms 32 verse 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Yes, it's permissive will versus perfect will. I will teach you, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you who are willing to learn with my eye upon you. I'm going to read that one more time. I will instruct you, this is God talking, and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you who are willing to learn see god says i will instruct you and teach you if you're willing to learn a lot of us are not willing to learn a lot of us want you know we say god lead me god be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and then when god gives you instructions you start leading yourself you're like oh well i, I heard what god had to say but all right god i heard you but i'm gonna take it i'm, I'm gonna go this other direction what was the point of you seeking God if you're just going to do what you want to do in the first place? You got to be willing to learn. God places people in your life. He places the mentor in your life. And the mentor gives you the instructions. But you still do what you want to do. What's the point of having a mentor in your life if you already think you know what, you, uh, know what you're doing? You wouldn't need a mentor if you, if you didn't need help. You wouldn't need Jesus if you didn't need help. A lot of us, we get into a mindset of thinking that we know what we're doing and we don't. 
And that's what God wants to get us to stop focusing so much on moving ahead. Because a lot of times we get so focused on moving ahead that we skip steps. And I'm skipping, I'm getting ahead of myself that we skip steps. God is saying, pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. It's not time yet. It is, might not be for everybody, but I believe it's for a lot of us because God wouldn't um, allow me to speak on this tonight. And there, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. There are some things that God gives a green light to in, in certain seasons. And then there's other things where he says, all right, I'm going to give you the green light in this season, but I'm giving the green light for this because it's helping you to prepare for the next. Allowing you, blessing you with a car. Why? Because it's going to be able to help you to travel to the to to the job that you want to get promotion for. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. He blesses you with one thing so they can help benefit for the other thing. Jesus. Like that, I love the terminology. There's a method to the madness. Listen, there's a method to what God does. No, we're not going to understand it because there's a lot of times that God tells you to do things and you be like, what? And you be like, you literally be having like the face like, I don't understand why you tell me to do this. But even in that, are you just going to sit there and look crazy or you want to follow him? And God is waiting for us to listen. God is waiting for us to follow his instructions. God is waiting for us to surrender. Hi, Crystal. I miss you. Um, next point. How to get over the what's next syndrome. Move at God's timing. I know we're saying that a little bit. But move at God's timing. There's a time and a place for everything. A time and a place for everything. I believe that's Ecclesiastes 3. If somebody can wreck me if it's not. But it talks about timing for everything. It's a time and a season. It's a time to hate. It's a time to love. It's a time to reap. It's a time to sow. It's time to dance. It's a time to stand still. It's a time for everything. It's time to live. It's time to die. It's timing for everything. And so we have to move at God's timing. Let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. Habakkuk, I know that's a foreign, uh, a foreign book, but Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3. And for those of you that are, are using your Bibles, it's H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. For those of you that want the spelling. Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3, in the Amplified Version. And it says, for the vision is yet for the appointed future time it hurries toward the goal of fulfillment it will not fail even though it delays wait patiently for it because it will certainly come it will not delay yes sis, she said my bible is open to this now glory be to god again for the vision is yet for the appointed future time it hurries toward the goal of fulfillment it will not fail even though it delays, wait patiently for it because it will certainly come. It will not delay. A lot of us are in a season where God says, not now. And we take not now as no. 
God said not now, but we thought that not now meant no, and God didn't say no. He said not now, meaning it says wait patiently. It said because it will certainly come, it will not delay. And why does it say it will not delay? Because, ah, uh, thank you, Jesus. Because again, in the first part, it says for the vision is yet for the appointed time. What's the appointed time? God's timing. And God's timing is not a delay. Why? Because what? God's time is right on time. God's time is right on time. So God's time can't delay. Why? Because his time is on time. But we have to wait. We have to wait patiently. While we're waiting, what are we doing while we're waiting? We're praying. We're seeking God. We're listening for his instructions on what to do next. Not focus on what's next, but listen for God's voice to see what it is to do next. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, no, make sure that you know what to do next, but don't get so focused on it that you allow yourself to what skip steps, which is going to be the next point that we get into in a second. Next passage of scripture I want to go to is Psalms 27 verse 14. We're talking about move at God's timing. Psalms 27 verse 14, the amplified version. It says, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. It was so important that to, for God to tell us the wait that he said it twice in the scripture. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. God wants us to wait and have confidence while we have expectation for God to do what he said he's going to do. Be confident that God's promises are yes and amen. Be confident that whatever God said he's going to do, it shall come to pass at his what appointed time. Not in our timing, not in when we, whenever we say do it, not in our timetable, at God's appointed time. It will come to pass. It will not delay. You just have to hold on a little while longer. And if you are experiencing circumstances in your life currently, trust me, you are closer than you think. A lot of times we experience, experience storms before, before the storm passes, before we're able to experience the goodness of the Lord before we're able to go to the next level. We're going to be tested to make sure that we're ready to go to the next level, to be able to go into the next season. We will be tested, but we have to endure. We have to hold on. We can't allow ourselves to give up. Because just that quickly that you give up, you could be right there, just like the example with Peter. He was that close to Jesus, but he allowed himself to start focus, focusing on his um, circumstances and on the storm. And he starts sinking because he lost his trust in God. He lost his, his trust in Jesus. He lost his focus off of God and he did not follow the instructions. The instructions was to follow Jesus, to keep his focus. As long as he's had his eyes on Jesus, he did not fall. But as soon as he took his eyes off of him, he began to fall and sink into the water. Began to, be, to allow himself to be consumed by the storm. My God. Other scripture that I want to go to is Isaiah chapter 40. 
Isaiah 40 verse 31. Another one of my favorites. Amplified version. And I'm going to pause for a second. Because I need to get faith, um, Instagram started again. I want to make sure that we're all in this together. One moment guys. Glory be to God. second all right so again welcome back instagram so again we was, I was going over the point of we're talking about we're talking about how to get over the what's next syndrome and we're at one point number four move at god's timing the passage of scripture that we were about to go to is isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 and that's the Amplified Version. And it says, But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God. Glory be to God. Like eagles. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on one second. Like eagles rising toward the sun, they will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Jesus, God is saying, if we trust in him, if we wait on him, if we have expectations for what he's going to do, God will give us strength. God will renew our power of, uh, renew their power. He will lift us up. Wings like eagles be able to soar. If you ever seen an eagle just soaring in the sky, not being easily dismayed by what's, oh my gosh, I just saw, thank you, Holy Spirit. I just saw something this morning that blew my mind. It, it was, it was a, a picture on Facebook, I believe. And it was, um, it was an eagle and I don't even know who shared it, but it was an eagle and the eagle was soaring. And it showed how a crow is the only bird that has uh, that has the gall to get on an eagle's back and start gnawing on the eagle. But even while the crow is gnawing and biting the eagle, the eagle is not easily dismayed by what, by what the crow is doing, by what his enemy is doing. All the while the crow is attacking him, the eagle is steady soaring. And it said that the, the eagle is not, uh, doesn't allow himself to be distracted by the, what the crow is doing. Why? Because the eagle knows that the eagle can soar higher. The eagle can soar higher than a crow. So the eagle starts soaring. Thank you, Jesus. The eagle starts soaring and starting going higher. And because the eagle goes so high, the, the crow can't stand. I can't think of the exact word. He can't stand the, um, it's a certain word I'm looking for. Um, the height is another word, but we're going to stick with that. He can't stand the, the uh, effects of how high the eagle goes. And then the, the, um, the crow begins to, I <laughs> say eagles. The crow begins to fall because they can't stand how high the eagle is going. The altitude. Thank you, Brittany. He can't stand the altitude. The crow can't stand the altitude. 
So the ego knows. The ego knows his enemy can't stand and can't handle the pressure of the altitude. So he's saying, you know what? I'm not even going to allow myself to be distracted. I'm not even going to allow myself to be affected by what the crow is doing. I'm just going to keep storing. I'm just going to keep flying high. I'm just going to keep my mind focused on Jesus. I'm going to keep doing what God is leading me to do. Because I know if I keep doing that and I keep storing. The enemy will begin to fall. Why? Because I keep my mind focused on him. When, and as long as I keep my mind focused on Jesus, I will be victorious. Why? Huh? Why? Well, I'll be victorious because I stood. When all else fell, I stood. I kept the promise. I made sure that I kept holding on to what God was leading me to do. The enemy's reason for trying to attack us is so that we don't make it to the finish line. When we make it to the finish line, we are victorious and the enemy is, de is defeated. This is why the enemy throws circumstances and throws distractions our way. To get us off course, to get us off focus. But it's victory. It's victory as long as we hold on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So to make sure that you wait on God, allow God to strengthen you. I know it's not easy. I know it's times when you want to give up. I know it's times, especially during this time, and it's, we're living in a time of uncertainty. And all we want to do is just like, man, God, when is this going to be over? And we probably ask God, what's next? Like, Lord, like, I'm tired. And I was, uh, I was telling myself. I have been going a little crazy because I'm tired of being in the city. I'm tired of looking outside, going down the same street, not being able to travel, not being able to go certain places. And I'm not even a person like I like being home, but it's the uncertainty of having to stay here. <laughs> and I'm like, God, why can't we go? Why can't we get out of here? But you don't know what God is protecting you from. You don't know what God is protecting you from. If God is telling you no, or if God is telling you wait, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. So we have to wait on him. And we have to have expect expectation to know that whatever God is, is telling us to wait for, that it's going to be better. It's going to be better than what we are trying to get. And if we have that mindset of saying, okay, if God is telling me to wait, then maybe God is telling me to wait that because whatever I'm trying to get now, it doesn't, it doesn't even level up to what God is going to do in my life. I'm too busy trying to get, um, I'm trying, and I'm not trying to come in nobody's car. Look, I'm too busy trying to get a Toyota and God trying to give me a Benz or God trying to give me a convertible or God trying to give me the high end cars. He's trying to give you the high end. He's trying to give you something that is, is, is at a higher expectation, but because our mentality is trying to, is trying to be get with satisfaction, uh, satisfying to our flesh in that moment. We too busy trying to settle for less when God is saying, I have more in store for you. If you just wait, I have greater in store for you. If you just hold on a little while longer and while you wait, have the expectation that whatever it is that I have for you is going to be greater than what you can ever imagine or think of. God is in the business of blessing us beyond our wildest dreams, beyond our wildest imaginations.
But we have to wait. Because, uh, whatever God is doing is worth the wait. Whatever God does is worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Woo! Thank you, Holy Spirit. Last, last point. How to get over the what's next syndrome. Number one, we said stay focused on God. Number two, we said trust God. Number three, we said follow God's instructions. Number four, we said move at God's timing. And number five, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't skip any steps. Don't skip any steps. And I don't, and then I was like, okay, God, but what's the steps? I can't give you no steps because the steps that God is going to give you may not be the steps he gives me. Don't skip the instructions, the steps. So just like we said, follow God's instructions, whatever God instructions that he gives you, God is going to give you the steps. God is going to let you know what to do. He may not give you all the steps at one time, but whatever God tells you to do at that moment, don't skip that step. Because every step, thank you, Holy Spirit, every step is leading up to the finish line. Every single step. Every single step. And if we skip the step, ah, just think about, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for this example. Thinking about, okay, Ikea. We all know anybody that shopped at Ikea, you buy anything from Ikea, they have... Some of the most complicated things, furniture to put together. However, Ikea puts instructions in their box, right? But some people, thank you, Holy Spirit. Some people want to put together the furniture by just observing the picture, right? But what you fail to realize is that there are, okay, there might be furniture pieces, there might be nails, there might be bolts, there might be uh, certain pieces you had to put together at a certain time. But if you go based off the picture, it will take you longer to put it together. Why? Because you're going based off of what's seen in front of you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But what you fail to realize is other things that you have, have failed to see, invisible things that you wouldn't be able to recognize if you don't read the instructions, this is why it's important to follow God's instructions because you say, oh, okay, God, you want me to write the book and you thinking that, all right, I can do the bam, bam, bam. And then it's going to be done. And God is saying, no, it's other things that he may reveal to you along the way. But if you go based off of what everybody else is doing, if you look at how somebody else wrote the book, if you look at somebody, how, how somebody else um, opened a business, and yes, it's good to learn from people, but not to the extent where you're trying to basically do a carbon copy of what somebody else already did. It's important to learn from other people, to learn from your mentors, to learn from your leaders. But, God doesn't do carbon copies. God doesn't do imitations. God does originals. Yeah, God does originals. God don't do no imitations. So whatever God is telling you to do, you're original. Yeah, I'm a graphic designer. There's a thousand millions graphic designers in the world. But can't nobody design like me. 
can't nobody design like me. They can try, but they can't design like me. And that's not even being on some boasting on myself or being conceited. No, that's facts. God created each and every one of us different for a reason. Because we all have something to add. We all have something to add. Why? Because God created us unique in his own in his own ways. But if we too busy trying to be carbon copies of everybody else, we won't be able to touch a different group of people. God created me to touch a group of um, a one group of people. He might created you to touch a totally different group of people that I would not be able to talk to. Why? Because I can't relate with them. Why? Because God did not create me create me to speak to them. And that's okay. But we're too busy trying to touch people that we were not appointed to. That must have been need to be said. I didn't expect to go that way. But the point was, number five, don't skip any steps. If God, whatever God is leading you to do, follow it. Step by step. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15. Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 15 in uh, NIV. New International Version. It says the simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. The simple believe anything, but the prudent, the one that is going to be careful about their steps, is going to make sure that they allow God to lead them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Next scripture, two more passages. First Corinthians. Chapter 14, verse 40. 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 40, in the Amplified Version. And it says, But all things must be done appropriately and in an orderly manner. And another version say, All things must be done indecently in order. But I like this passage because it says, but all things must be done appropriately and in an in and in an huh, that's hard to say, and in an orderly manner. Appropriate. And we already mentioned things must be done in what? God's appointed time, appropriate time. And in an orderly ma manner. Why? Because God does things. And decency and order. God does things like no. You have to follow the steps. Because everything is leading up to the end passage. You can't skip the steps. Why? Because you can end up. Ikea example again. You can end up trying to create a. Uh, put a bed together. And then wondering why it's lopsided. Because you you thinking that. You got a whole bag of nails. And bolts in a bag. And you're like oh I don't need that. Then you wonder why your bed lopsided because you didn't use all the all the bolts. You didn't use all the tools necessary, and that's what God is telling us. Yeah, it might look the part, or the bed might look good. You go to lay on it, it break down because you didn't use all the tools. Jesus, last scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans 8.28, Amplified Version. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Romans 8.28, Amplified Version. It says, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. 
again and we know with great confidence thank you jesus that god who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good to the, for those who love god to those who are called according to his plan and purpose not our plan his plan and purpose god says all things are going to work together when we love god and when we are called according to his purpose but we have to follow his plan we have to follow god's plan we have to follow god's will so again Going all those four, uh, five points again. How to get over the what the what's next syndrome? Stay focused on God. Trust God. Follow God's instructions. Move at God's timing. Don't skip any steps. If you're feeling unqualified in this season, it's probably because you're too focused on what's going to happen next. Instead of allowing God to take you through the process, allowing God to move, allowing God to move some things out of your life, allowing God to mold you and shape you, allowing God to, to prepare you for what he's going to do in, in your life through you and for you. God wants to do mighty things through you. But allow God to take you through that step, to take you through the process, to take you through Trust me, it will be worth it. Will it be easy? No, it won't be easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It won't be easy. But it will be worth it. It will be worth it. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Listen, it's some things like these past three years in my life, God has been blowing my mind. And it, 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 it gets me to a point where it's like, wow, like, I wish I would have listened sooner. Like, like, for real, like, I wish I would have listened sooner. But the wonderful thing about God is that even when we don't listen, even when we fall short, short of God's glory, even when we get up out of the narrow path. That God is leading us on, God still gives us another chance to get it right. He gives us another chance to get it right, to get back on that path. And when we allow God, we get back on that path, we repent for our wrongdoings and say, God, and God gives us another chance. God will restore us. God will restore our, our identity. And then he will begin to do things. At a rapid rate in your life. When you truly surrender your life to Christ. Listen these past three years. God has been like speeding things up in my life. And it is, sometimes it doesn't feel like it in that moment. But then when I actually take the time to reflect on it. And say wow God. Like it's a lot that took place in these past three years. And I'm like thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you. Why? Because I'm, and I'm not saying I get it right all the time because I don't. But I'm, but I'm trusting when you trust God, when you follow his instructions, when you surrender. When you truly say, Lord, here's my life, God, whatever it is you want to do with these gifts, God, do it. When you're faithful to him, when you're loyal to him, God would do things that you couldn't even imagine. 
He will blow your mind. But you got to surrender. You got to be faithful. You got to follow God's instructions. You got to take heed to what he's leading you to do. I want to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for everybody that is watching and listening, Father God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will touch us, God. In this season, a lot of us, God, are facing circumstances. A lot of us are facing, God, times of uncertainty. Uncertainty, Father. Causing us, Father God, to get into a place, God, of, of doubting you. But Holy Spirit, I thank you, Father God, that you were give us the strength, God. Renew our strength, Father God. Help us, God, to hold on a little while longer. Help us, God, to not throw in a towel, God. Help us to not give up, God. Help us, God, to have faith in you because you are not a man that you can ever lie. And whatever you said is going to come past, it shall be done. Help us to trust in you and not try to figure things out in our own understanding. But God, I thank you, God, that you said that you would make our path straight. If we acknowledge you in all of your ways, God, you will make our path straight. You will direct us. The Holy Spirit, I thank you that even right now, in this moment, God, you're strengthening us. Give us a peace of mind to know, Father God, that you have everything under control. Why, Father? Because you are sovereign. You're sovereign. Now, God, I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you, Father God, for your, for your goodness. I thank you, Father God, for your grace. Your grace is sufficient for us in moments, God, in places where we are weak, God. You say you will make us strong. So, Holy Spirit, cover us and keep us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, have your way in us. Help us, Father God, that even as we wait, Father, that God, that as we wait, God, we continue to believe, that we continue to pray, that we continue to reach a word, that we continue to follow your instructions, that whatever you're leading us to do, God, that we will do it in the mighty name of Jesus. God, that we surrender our gifts unto you, however you choose to use us, God. Let it be done, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that we will follow you. God, may the people that are watching and listening be encouraged and uplifted in this moment to know, God, that you never leave them or forsake them. And you know exactly what they need. You know exactly, God, what their heart's desires are. But God, all they have to do is activate their faith. All we have to do is activate our faith, Father, and allow you to lead us. And God, you would do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. So Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. May your perfect will be done in our lives. God, may we not get out of the will of God. But God, may we not try to do things in your permissive will. But Father God, we will follow you so that your perfect will is done in our lives, Father. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. God, I give you glory for every single person watching and listening. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus. And I, before I end this podcast, I do want to offer, offer the gift of salvation. For those of you that are watching or listening, whether it's now or in the future, Father God, I thank you. That God, that you sent your only son to die on the cross for our sins. And I thank you, Father God, that for those people that don't have salvation, 
that they will know, Father, that it's free and it's available to them if they are ready to give their lives to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And if you're ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, this is your moment. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And trust me, I would not tell you that if I didn't truly mean it. Jesus is the best thing. He's a father, a savior, a deliverer, a healer, a protector, a provider, a strong tower, our strength. He's our friend. He's whatever you need. A father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless. Hope to the hopeless. Thank you, Jesus. He's everything we need. He's peace. The God of peace. And if you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to say this wonderful prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life. I tried to do it all on my own. And I failed every single time. Jesus, I believe in my heart. And I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. I ask that you come in my life. Be my savior. Be Lord over my life. I give you my all. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I surrender myself to you. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that wonderful prayer, you are now saved. You are now a part of the kingdom of God, a part of the family of God. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm telling you, this is the best decision you could ever make. You now will have be able to live in eternity when this life here is over. Because guess what? This is not our permanent home. Heaven is our permanent home. And now you have a place in heaven Ugh. to see Jesus one day. My God. And for those of you that strayed away from God and you once were following Jesus, but you allow yourself to get off focus, you allowed yourself to start focusing on the things of God or the, excuse me, on the things of this world. And you got so wrapped up. And what's happening around you. And as you allowed yourself to, to fall off. And then now. You feel like it's, it's, it's too hard to get back. But I tell you. As long as you have breath in your body. There is still time. And God is calling you. I know he's pulling at your heart. Even right now. And if you know you need to get right with Jesus. If you know you need to come back to him. Trust me, this is your moment. Jesus is giving you another chance to get it right with him. Because you tried. You tried the world. And the world can't give you what Jesus can give you. He can't. The world can't give it to you. Only Jesus can give you the love. The unconditional love. Only God can give you unconditional love. Love you beyond your flaws. Beyond your imperfections. So if you're ready to come back to Jesus, Jesus is married to the backslider. If you're ready to come back to Jesus, say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for turning my back on you. I already know that you died on the cross for me. 
And you rose on the third day so that I can have eternal life. I turned my back on you. And I'm ready to get things right. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance. Wash me, make me whole, renew me. Make me whole again, God. I surrender myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. If you pray that wonderful prayer, Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus name, amen. If you pray that wonderful prayer, welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome back. You have a fresh start, a fresh new start. And for those of you, whether you are now saved and rededicated your life, if you need a church home, it's important. I know we are in a pandemic, but it's still important that you get into a church home. And I know my church, the River Church, are teaching virtually. Virtually, A lot of churches are teaching on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. It's important to get under a church home because you need direction. You need direction under a, a appointed woman of God, woman or man of God. So that it can lead you in the right direction. And if you need help finding a church home. You can inbox me. And I can uh, let you know. Whatever area. If it's not Philly or it's a different area. Trust me. I can. I will take the time out to make sure. That you have the right leadership that you need. So to make sure that you stay on the straight and narrow path. Okay. I love you guys so much. I pray that you are encouraged. Uplifted. And that if you need prayer, please do not hesitate to inbox me um, on Facebook. Um, you can inbox me under Trainee Sharp um, or inbox me or I, I am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Instagram. You can inbox me on the Imperfectly Perfect uh, Instagram page or only underscore Trey on Instagram. Listen, you can find me wherever you need to inbox me at. It's perfectly fine. And again, you will be able to listen to this podcast um, starting tomorrow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor um, tomorrow. So be able to listen to it while you're working out instead of having to watch it. So until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, excuse me, I will see you guys next week. Love you. Have a good night.